Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening to Your Daily Dose. On today's episode, Bob and I talk about an amazing human being, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and a suggestion she had for everyone fighting the good fight. Enjoy. Sometimes you can't necessarily look at a historical figure or maybe some events that are happening until after it's all over Mm -hmm. to be able to put it in context. Well, it gives me hope that things will be put in context. Yeah. Because I, I really, I was a fan of hers, but did not know as much as I do now about her. Like the fact that women being able to get a credit card without their husband's permission, that was her. Yeah. She helped to make that happen. How many things was that the linchpin to? And she had this beautiful quote uh, that one of my friends shared. Actually, a lot of my friends shared in, in her silhouette. It was drawn out and it's fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. What a cool powerful sentiment that is well and it's it's a very simple sentiment but it's also incredibly hard mm-hmm. so it's not just being passionate about something it's not just uh fighting for what's right it is doing it in a way that is accessible for others so that they come along with you yeah i think it actually has to be designed in some way to turn them on mm-hmm. right to to do it in that way but that actually caused me to consider my approach because although I'm very passionate about the things that I care about and I'm vocal about the things I care about, I'm not sure that I always approach it in a way that invites people to join me. Uh, I think sometimes I invite people to (laughs) off (laughs) because I'm assuming they have no interest in joining me. But if I were to design my message so that it's more palatable, at least the possibilities there. They'll still be the diehards who will never join you. But um, I mean, this isn't this what a movement is all about? It's about inspiring people to join you until we have enough momentum to really change things? Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that it's, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that it's too different from what you have to do on a day-to-day basis for work mm-hmm. is you have to, and I'm talking about improv or what you do on a corporate level, Mm -hmm. Um, thinking about teaching improv, you have to get everybody in there to go in the same direction. Yeah. Flocking. Everyone has to be on board for it. Now it's a little bit easier because they're, they're buying into it to an extent, right? They're paying for the class and they're going to sack and they kind of, yeah, there's a predisposition. Sure. What they're getting, but at the corporate level, it's probably a little bit different. You're probably going to have some people. It's a lot different. Eye rolling and just like, Oh, we're doing another presentation or we're doing another speaker. We're doing this, that, or the other thing. And you have to get them on board. Yep. And and I do that inch by inch. It's funny because I was just meeting with a client before we got together today. And my big advice to her is always people support what they help to build. So when you're in an environment where you have to get people's involvement in something, it's better to invite them to help you create it than it is to create it and try to sell it to them. Because you can sell it to them, but they're not going to own it. Consider it this way. How different do you feel about the house that you bought versus the house you built? You know, there's a far higher level of attachment and pride associated Mm -hmm. with that. So I feel like every step of the way in the corporate world, I'm having to check in to make sure we're all here at this space and time. We all agree on this and it's inch by inch. Once I get them to agree, we agree on this. We can move on to the next one and each one leads to the next one. And it's, yeah, it's an interesting challenge. But at the same time, there are people who show up with no intention to participate. There are people who, who, when they get there, realize, oh, this isn't something for me and then become wallflowers. That's a whole nother challenge. But I know how to deal with wallflowers. Just spray them with a little water. 
spray them with a lot of water and then potentially cut them off at the root. Yeah, if you have to. <laughs> I prefer pluck them out so that all, out. The, all the root so remnants get out. Go yeah. put some in some water, propagate them, and see if you can grow something new. <laughs> My plant man. <laughs> hey gang, it's Bob. I just wanted you to know how much Nick and I appreciate you tuning in and listening to our podcast. We really enjoy sharing our odd and interesting conversations with you. Our whole goal is to give you something fresh and good to start each weekday. We want to give you something to think about and something to smile about. And I want you to know that Nick and I think about you a lot more than you might imagine. Not just in a freaky way, in more of a sweet, snuggly, happy kind of way. With just a touch of freaky. Thanks for listening.